Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about the Twilight Zone, the classic Twilight Zone, as a season 1 episode 22, it's called The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. So, here we go, big one, biggie. Mm-hmm. This is, this, is, this is one of those episodes where you just hear the title a lot. I feel like Time Enough at Last, I think, gets a lot more referenced. I feel like this is the title that I hear more often, though. Yeah, there's one other one that I hear more of, I think. I don't know when it comes up, though. You can see the title. I don't think that's a spoiler. To Serve Man. Chest Hair of Man? What? <laughs> it's so far from what I said. To Serve Man. To Serve Man, okay. okay. Yeah. I swear I heard Chest Hair of Man. You've never heard that one before? I don't recall oh, the title. Surprising. I don't recall that title. No. Did I see the episode already? I have no idea. It depends when it yeah. is. The monsters are due on Maple Street. What? No, I'm confused. I was talking about the one you said. Oh, no. Never mind. <laughs> What's happened? The last 30 seconds are like a weird blur and I don't know what conversation took place. I don't know. Maybe we're in the Twilight Zone. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. The premise of the monsters due, are due in Maple Street is... It's Twitter. It's Twitter? <laughs> it's an episode about Twitter. Yeah. Kind of. Okay, I, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. All right. <laughs> oh, dear. You know, Tara said before we started that she was tired, and I'm, I'm starting to think I'm more tired. I'm barely comprehending half the things that are coming out of her mouth right now. Um... Okay, so Monsters Do Maple Street uh, is about a weird occurrence that the the townsfolk in the you know in the in the street uh, think maybe a meteor or something like that. Uh, but all of a sudden, all the power goes out. Not not just like the the main power, like the cars don't start, uh, any like portable things with batteries don't start. Everything is gone, and a child on the street theorizes that. <laughs> Aliens are behind this, and not only that, that one of the families on the street may actually be aliens in disguise that are here as a sort of an advanced sort of recon mission, and the townsfolk start to get very paranoid of one another, and hysteria may ensue. That is what I'll say so far for the premise. <laughs> so, very famous episode, Tara. Do you think it's deserved of its reputation? Do you like the monsters are due on Maple Street? Yes, I do very much. I think it's a like I said, it's it's like Twitter. It's the monsters are are us. You know, it's what we are able to become when we are full of paranoia and mom mentality. And this episode holds up. So, what do you think? I like it quite a bit. I think it holds up a lot as well. I never made specific Twitter connections. I'll see why you're doing that. Although you're very biased because you hate Twitter. I do. I hate it. <laughs> um, I do have one nitpick about the episode. Um, okay. Is it the end? No, it's not the ending. I, think the end, so I actually quite like the ending. I think the ending adds another dimension to it. Um, Is it the kid reading comic books that is like... A- when the parents are like, it's those dang comic books that he's reading. <laughs> well, it's that it's that moment. It's not so much the the parents, uh, uh, those dang comic books. It's more that 
he actually convinces them enough to start getting paranoid. Like, like if he'd said something and then it proved to be true, like if say he said, oh, this would happen, and then it happened, then okay, I'll buy yeah. that maybe he'll they'll trust them. And But he literally admits that he read this in a comic book and they start to just take it as like, yeah, that sounds right. That's, yeah, our neighbours could uh, be aliens. I don't know. They don't take, they don't take it as like... A valid point until much later in the episode. It's not that much later. It's, it's, it's as soon as um the other. Oh, well, they only have like twenty five minutes, right? Yeah. Well, but I mean, like, it's as soon as the uh, Les like his car starts to start <laughs> suspecting him and treating him like a mob. Like you know, like they even in fact, the one guy even says, "Oh, we're acting like a mob." <laughs> I think it's okay because the episode is supposed to be an allegory for like McCarthyism and like both. Like communism, fear of communism, yeah, integrating, I, I was, except it's aliens. I, so I was getting a lot of communism from like the themes right. of this. Yeah. Oh yeah, and like communist sympathizers, and be a patriot and tell your, you know, tell the government about your neighbors you're suspicious <laughs> of and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's okay because aliens are an allegory for that. That the kid would be like, oh, I maybe it's aliens. You know, I read it in a comic book and. You know, of course, it is aliens by the end, but <laughs> I think that's okay. I, I'm fine with it. That doesn't. I have no nitpick towards that at all. I guess it's just a nitpick. It's just a nitpick. I just I feel like I don't know. It's just the one beat that I feel like they could have just because because everything past that point I really like. Everything past yeah. that point, it's just I I just don't buy that it's enough to actually set them on this path as quickly as this. Um, so I don't know. I think the pacing's pretty good. I mean, it is quick. It does happen quick, but that's kind of the point of the episode is that, you know, we are quick to point fingers and say, well, I mean, once you hear that something, that somebody might be doing something like a rumor, that rumor stays in the back of your mind for every action they do now. And now you can like, because you're looking for it, you can find connections. And that's like the sick part of our brain that we can do. We could destroy people's lives that way. But again here, it's not a rumor, it's a kid who said he read it in a comic book. Yeah, so it's suggestion, you know? It's... <laughs> like, like, I don't they don't I... have an answer to things, and <laughs> I mean, to be honest, he's not wrong, so... <laughs> okay, true, he's not wrong because of the Twilight Zone. And things are, you know, kind of weird around there. They're, they are being messed with, and... It, when you don't have any kind of explanation like would it be weirder if he said it was i don't know god that was doing it god was punishing us and then or the devil or something what, 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 what? I know, like <laughs> I, it, it's a supernatural thing right so if he said i you know i was reading the bible and and uh this is something that the devil does or witches do. And then all of a sudden it's a literal witch hunt. You know, it's just, I think it's fine. I, I just, it just doesn't work for me. Okay. <laughs> it just, it just, it doesn't feel like the characters have enough of a reason to actually start being paranoid. And I know the point is that people get paranoid for, for not enough reason. Right. I get that that's actually the point of the episode, but 
It just it needs to be more than this. It needs to be more than just some random kid saying, I read it a comic book somewhere. And at least the you saying it at the Bible, like what you know, and turn into a literal witch hunt, that would at least make a little bit more sense just because I mean maybe not at this time period, but like there's at least time periods where that would make more sense. Yeah, all right, but I mean, in this case, it is aliens, so it makes sense. Well, the, the, the fact that he <laughs> ends up being no, 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 the fact that he ends up being right is neither here nor there. The, 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 no, no, this this is about the motivations for the characters to act the way they do at the start of the episode, and I'm not saying I need much more than this. I'm just saying that, like, just give them give them some some reason to believe that he may actually be onto something. That's right. all. Just like get the car starting on its own. Oh come on, that's not enough. That's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> the Come car on, turning off and on by itself i mean i own a car i know you don't but they don't do that <laughs> <laughs> i'm well aware i'm well aware i just once it gets going i'm into the whole thing and i, I like the setting i like the whole idea of the, the small tiny neighborhood and them all getting uh-huh. paranoid i like all that stuff i just don't quite buy that a kid saying that he read about something like this in a comic book once is enough to do you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of that scene in back to the future where um after marty like goes back to the past and he, he, he drives through like the the kid with the dad sort of like says look it's him from the comic book you know and he's got and they think it's an alien right yeah it reminds, it reminds me of that scene except in this case everyone sees this weird car from the future with you know frost and steam coming off of it yeah I, I'm not with you on it. I don't know. That's okay. You don't have to be with it. I didn't expect such a fight over this. I thought I was going to make one... I thought it was going to be a 30-second point and I'd move on. <laughs> Instead, I got a, a, a whole monologue. Because I think you're being unfair. <laughs> How? How will be unfair? I've already explained it. Like, it's... <laughs> I, I think it's just... It's just there for suggestion. And, yeah, maybe it's... Maybe it's convenient, but I mean, it doesn't, it's not that convenient, you know, like, cause even at the end, the aliens are like, yeah, this always happens. Like every time we put, no matter what the group of people are, like surely there's not a kid in every single town who's like, maybe it's aliens, you know, but eventually they get to this point of paranoia. And in this case it's aliens because he made that suggestion, but that could happen, you know, over and over again. Okay, so so you're arguing with me that the suggestion of aliens from the random kid is supposed to point out how ridiculous that one person suggesting a solution or a culprit could then be taken seriously by everyone else just because they said it. Sure. That's what you're saying to me. <laughs> okay, I see that analogy. I, I can work with that to a point. It's just not enough, It's just not quite enough for me in context of the scenario to believe the characters would go straight to this this number right they go straight it works for me they go straight to 11 <laughs> practically <laughs> and now, now like i said now i sound like i hate the episode this, 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 this you, you've made me why do you hate this episode peter you've, it's you've, classic you've made me a commergent and i don't I, <laughs> what do you hate like jurassic park also <laughs> Look, do, do I look and sound like Connor? Thank you very much. No. <laughs> Not that he hates Jurassic Park, but he hates Back to the Future. He hates the Goonies. He hates Christmas. And he hates chocolate. Like, <laughs> You hate peanut butter jelly sandwiches. That's weird. Maybe you're an alien. 
I wish I was. I mean, I could leave this place. Yeah, just... sometimes I feel like I don't belong here. <laughs> get back on the ship and go to the Come on, Vulcans, bring me back. Go to the Take Zoltan system or whatever. Oh, dear. <laughs> anyway, like, I almost, like... I mean, the argument that it's an analogy for, like, it, you, humans can literally suggest anything and people just start to believe it. That's the reason why it should be aliens that they suggest. Uh, the argument I'd say that we shouldn't suggest aliens is that you don't need the, the threat of aliens to make this story work. All you need is the implication that someone in the street is behind the power outage. That's, yeah. all, that's all you really need for, for right. this to work. And if it wasn't the suggestion of aliens, it would have been the suggestion of, like, the Russians or, I don't know, whoever else we were at war with everybody <laughs> anyway to to move on so so the power goes out and the cars don't start either he you know they're like oh maybe a couple of us should walk to town and that's when the kid pipes up oh hey i wouldn't do that myself they don't want you to leave um the kid seems he speaks very matter of fact as well i mean i just the kids the, there's a lot wrong with this kid right he's these or a lot right <laughs> No, he he looks into it. He a broken clock is right twice a day, right? That that's what this kid is. <laughs> <laughs> he probably said it was aliens yesterday when he dropped his ice cream on the floor. He's like, ah, aliens made me drop my ice cream, right? I don't think so. Just because he's right Cause today the, doesn't mean kid, he was right yesterday. Then the kid wouldn't be taken seriously. He shouldn't be taken seriously. <laughs> well, he's not at first until alien-like things happen. <laughs> Okay, okay. You know what, Tara? You're right. Thank you. I will. I will take it all back. Thank you. Not really. I just want to move on with the review. By all you mean, like all the times we've disagreed in the past, right? I, I've done those. I, I will do no such thing. Yeah, Alita is a fine film. What? What? No. <laughs> no. How dare you? I've been tricked. I've been tricked. All right. Anyway. Uh. So. Yeah, so so they get suspicious of this guy Lee, or sorry, Les, because his car starts miraculously and then turns off again. And they they come up and they start asking him questions like, oh, you know, this, that, what's going on, who are you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's like, well, you know me, it's not my fault the car started, I didn't know what was happening. And, and then one of the other neighbours, one of the wives is like, hey, I didn't tell anyone this before, but, you know, once I got up, you know, at night, you know, I went out to the porch... And Les was standing there looking up at the sky at like three in the morning. Like he was waiting for something. See? This is what happens. It's like once somebody makes a suggestion, it gets that earworm gets in there and all of a sudden you can just find everything to make connections to it. You know, you can you can make the reality whatever reality you want. And then but there's there's a cost, there's a victim here. Yes. The problem is though is that her entire suspicion that him looking up into the sky is has anything to do with alien activity is only because a kid said he read something in a comic book. What, do these people think comic books come from somewhere? Like they're not written by writers and drawn by artists who, who work in the comic book industry. They're, they're, they're like prophecies in like texts that come from beyond. I don't know. I, the 60s were weird. I mean, <laughs> did they think that they... Uh... Well, this wasn't the 60s, I don't think, but like kids who played D&D &D would end up living in sewers like trolls or something. No, that, that, I, I believe that was the late 70s. You know how mothers are in <laughs> film and TV from this time. Like, 
<laughs> everything's real. Yes. Everything's dangerous. Everything's from the devil. Uh, <laughs> and they're going to warp the mind of the children. And for the record, I actually really like this scene and this this accusation. I, I like all this stuff. My, my only, again, yeah. my only nitpick, my only nitpick at all is just where the initial information comes from and how Keep those... bringing this up. Do you not like this episode? <laughs> so confused i'm bringing it up because you keep giving me a look you keep giving me a look tara and i feel like i have to make my point very clear because you're just not getting it see see i'm not the kid with the comic book where you just accept it at face value first time round. i'm having to really really <laughs> convince you over, over a series of series of explanations yeah i'm the crazy mother <laughs> In the neighborhood. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, yep, that, that. What that. the kid says is right. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes I think that Peter stands out at night and just looks up at the stars at three in the morning. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> I could tap. That's like what middle of the day for you, so. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm a bit of an eight owl. I, I don't deny it. I, I've never made any any claim otherwise so so they're accusing this les and he gets very defensive and it kept tensions kind of mount we go to the ad break uh i think on him saying they're all crazy people or something like that and we come back and everyone's got candles because it's night time now right still have no power so they're all, they're all using candles but half the street are still outside just watching leslie's house they're convinced that he's up to something and he eventually gets frustrated and comes out he's like oh what y'all looking at me for this is ridiculous and yada 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 uh, and then it like d- develops into like, them accusing other people as well where our main guy steve uh because the, there's steve les and uh charlie and charlie likes to accuse a lot of people steve is kind of the first guy we really get to know he's washing his car and he's the one who starts his car in the first place and realizes it doesn't work um he he gets accused because he has a hobby where he he works on a radio he builds a radio in his basement a ham radio and they start saying oh who are you talking to on that radio who's talking back at you what are you up to i've never seen this radio um and his wife has to step in no i it's a hobby i got i got him the magazine that told him how to work on it myself like it's, it's a hobby <laughs> believe us um so it's escalating tensions mount and then someone's walking down the street out of the darkness and the kid goes it's one of the monsters and Charlie uh, grabs a shotgun, who someone's came out with at this point, and... Yeah, but also, I mean, Charlie's... Before this happens, Charlie's house lights come on. And he's the one who's been so gung-ho about, like, mm. well, Les is clearly the the uh, the enemy here. And he's the one who's been watching him, probably with a gun also, I can't remember. And, like, super paranoid, and because his lights come on, all of a sudden everybody turns on him. And so he's like, well, no, it's not, it's not me. So now that somebody else is like, their attention is on someone walking down the street. Now it's just like, Charlie's like, well, let's get him. Like he's got to prove his innocence now. Yeah. So he opens fire and would you believe it? He shot an innocent person, Uh, (laughs) you know, and he has the gall when they get up there to be like, oh, how could I have known? How could I have known who it was? Like, 
that's why you probably shouldn't open fire. I mean, I would just just simple, straightforward. Uh, you know. Yeah, Mister Neighborhood Watch. I know. Jeez, <laughs> um, it's actually a guy that we we saw leave earlier because he, he went to check another street to see if like other streets in the the surrounding area had power still, um, and he gets he gets shot by Charlie, um, and then so then they're freaking out again, and then the episode kind of ramps up here where more and more different house houses start lighting up, and then you know other like cars start and things. Uh, we get a really stylized uh, sequence here where they all start just acting like a mob and start smashing various houses with bricks and, you know, what have you. Uh, it's just chaos. And at no point does anyone think, well, we can't all be the aliens. You know, like, yeah. you know, but by the time Charlie's lights turned on after the other guy's card started, you feel like that's the point where a logical sound mind would have went, well, unless they're both aliens, they're both in on it. <laughs> then clearly they, they have no relation to who's the culprit. Yeah, but I think at this point, the episode's done a really good job of, of telling you that everybody is so desperate to blame each other. Oh, sure. That they'll just turn on that, anybody. Yeah, that, that wasn't a critique. I, I, I was simply pointing out the lack of well, logic in the characters' parts. You know, talk, talk about sure. how yeah. the paranoia is taking over. Not even simple deductions are, aren't happening. Um, right. If, if, if they even believe there's a case to solve, which there isn't. I mean, well, there is aliens, but like, there's no, there's no culprit <laughs> on the street to like suss out. There's no, you know, right, target. Right. Um, so I, like, yeah, I, I find out aliens are indeed watching them from afar, from the UFO, and they do say something along the lines of, yeah, like every town's the same. You know, we've done this a few other streets, and every single time it's been the exact same thing. So we're just going to let them destroy themselves. And they have a motivation, which I think is key too. It's you know, it's because Rod Serling wrote this episode. And so he's saying, like, if we are constantly in this circular firing squad, then we're not we're just going to take each other out. And then that opens up opportunities for others to to come in to invade us. And that is what the aliens goal is here. Yeah. And this is like during, you know, like the Red Scare and such like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's um... Cold War. Nah, like the episode's great. Like, don't don't make, make, let my nitpicking of of uh, the the introduction of the aliens uh, idea uh, paint it any other way. The episode is great because it is it's still very relevant. It's obviously about mass hysteria and paranoia and blame, you know, blame going around and that kind of thing. Um, and I think what's really notable about this this episode being an allegory and being a message is that Rod Selling's speech at the end, at the outro, yeah, is notably different. Then, but it's, 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 it's unique. There's something different about it than to every other time he's done an outro on this show. Did you catch what it was? Did he not say in the Twilight Zone? He didn't say in the Twilight Zone. He didn't, because usually what he does at the end is he says, something that's, uh, and this can only happen in the Twilight Zone, or blah, 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 but she's in the Twilight Zone. Instead, he says, unfortunately, this isn't unique to the Twilight Zone. Like, he, yeah. he makes it clear that no, everything we've been talking about is something that's really around and really exists. Um, even though that's almost true about every episode, because they they're all have they all have some messaging <laughs> in there somehow. But at the yeah. end of this episode, he specifically phrases it differently to make it very clear that no, nah, this was kind of a warning. Like you know, think about what you're doing. You know, don't don't. Um, so obviously, you related to Twitter and modern day and mob mob uh, like justice and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, there's the the, the 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 very obvious communism of the of the era that they're they're kind of poking at, um, but yeah, the the idea of jumping. There's always going to be mobs, right? As long as there are villagers, 
<laughs> there will be mobs. Yeah, yeah. People people want to jump the gun and um, yeah. find you know get get to a solution as quickly as possible, even if it makes no logical yeah. sense. That that's the. I solution. mean, I've been guilty of it too. I mean, it's one of the reasons I'm not on social media. Like I, I have been guilty of it, where it's just like, well, what does everybody else think? And I want to be on the right side here, so I'll just go with the flow. And I've been wrong, you know. That's happened before. Mm. I'm sure, it's happened to everybody, but like. <laughs> oh no, I don't think I've ever been wrong. No. <laughs> yeah, but you don't like this episode. You're clearly wrong about that. <laughs> The episode's great. The episode is great. And I, I think my nitpick stems from just it being like 25 minutes and they wanted to spend that 25 minutes on other things. Like, if it had just like one more minute, just one more minute where the kid, you know, said the first thing that would happen is that, um, you know, devices would start like turning on, on and off on their own. And then, you know, then the car happened. Then I would buy it. I'd buy that they'd heard enough and they saw just a little bit of proof, just a little bit of proof to make them think that it was it was onto something. I don't know. I think that was enough without it. Because then it would have been like really back to the future comic book scene. Well, to be fair, this was before Back to the Future, so it's not like they were but ripping if he off. was going like, I mean like step by step of what will happen next. Like, I think his explanation is vague enough for people to be able to make connections if it starts getting more specific then it's like okay so did the aliens give him the comic book like how does he know that machines will turn on and off i mean <laughs> what saying the aliens traveled by overhead and they turn power off in towns because they don't want anyone to leave is, is not specific enough already i think it's yeah, I think it's I think it's vague enough. I think the kid has like one thing that he says where I think it's aliens because I read something in a comic book and it was like a body snatcher situation or whatever. And I think I think that's okay. And then that's enough for people to like make their own conclusions and and make links to things that aren't there or are there. And um if it was more specific than that i think it would be hokey okay because then it would be like well how does he know like step by step what the aliens are gonna do well he read enough in the comic book to, to know what he does it sounds like there are similar things but not like but not like specific things that happen okay. right because he says the monsters are coming but there are no monsters oh that's fair i Again, it's a minor nitpick. Like, I, we'll spend so much... there's, there's families disguised as... Or aliens disguised as families, but there aren't. It's just all people. Like, he's wrong a lot, but he has an, enough just to... Enough of a thing, like, okay, yeah, aliens can do this because they have that technology to, like, I don't know, eliminate electricity or whatever. And that's that's enough to just spark something. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, like my 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 only real nitpick here is just that they, <laughs> sounds they, like you have a lot of them. No, no, I have one nitpick. <laughs> it's all just one nitpick. Uh, but just to get more specific with it, it's just how they how quickly they they buy into it. That that is it. That is the, that is the sole nitpick, okay. right? So it's not about what the information is. It's not about what happens later in the episode that justifies what he said. It's not none of that. It's just how quickly they buy into it. That's all it is. All right. I, I like everything else about the episode. Well, hopefully you like the next episode because <laughs> this one sounds like a real dud for you. 
<laughs> oh my god. That's just fair. That's just fair. <laughs> Tara, Tara's gotten far too uh, confident. Mean? The way I mean, yeah, sure. You go that, you go that, down that route if you want. Uh, it's fine. I can be mean. I, I know. Can, I can fight mean with mean. I know you make me do the outro. Oh, no one else does outros. Oh, you're you're doing outros today. Don't you worry. Um, but yes. <laughs> The audio listeners didn't get to see the evil eyes I just got when I said that. Um, so, no, I I think the episode's really good because it is purely about. It's the same reason why I like uh, Night of the Living Dead or The Mist or, or or movies like that, where the whole idea of the story is to put the characters in, into like a microcosm of society, and we get to see how things play out in an intense thing. You know, when you, when you watch Night of the Living Dead, it's about this these you know very small group of people and just it's a lot of it is about the power dynamics and that the 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 white guy thinks he should be in charge by default just because he's the white guy he never says that but it's there is there it's in the subtext and you you get these all these themes playing out because of uh the vietnam war the idea of uh people being forced to to go to war the idea of being forced to to align with what you're supposed to be that's what the zombies represent and the mm-hmm. mist it's this idea of people breaking down into two factions and basically warring over and it's, it's kind of a, a, maybe a little bit more like this episode actually where one crazy religious nut job starts to convince people and convert them to her extremism because they, they start to believe well nothing else is working we might as well believe in god and, and, a, and a really vicious god as well by the, the way she's preaching and it's just again it's this microcosm society and how these things spread that's what this episode mm-hmm. is um it's it's a lot more quick it's a lot more condensed because it's a 25 minute episode but it does a pretty good job of it and my one that pick is not enough to detract from that despite the fact that tara would like to imply that i've been shitting all over it for the past 25 minutes <laughs> well if it was just a minor nitpick then why am i defending it so much for me i don't understand <laughs> I don't know either because you 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 started defending and then I started to try and just justify what my nitpick was and then you escalate you, yeah you're basically the crowd you're you're the crowd in this this episode. We'll see. Maybe if I can get all the comments to like be on my side, <laughs> I can rally them all up against Peter. Take him down. <laughs> oh dear. He doesn't like this episode. He shouldn't host the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Why you should? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Fine. That means you can do the intros no. and the outros. Excellent. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can be my co-host. I'll pay you for it. <laughs> oh dear. Um, no, episode's really good. Uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting one comparatively speaking to other Twilight Zone episodes because it's, it's easily the biggest cast of any Twilight Zone episode we've done so far. Yeah. A lot of bouncing around, a um, lot of back and forth. To their credit, there's like three or four characters you kind of get to know just enough that you understand their, their points of view and their dynamics uh, yeah. throughout the episode. So, oh, that's impressive. All right, well, I guess that's, I guess that's Twilight Zone. Episode 22 is The Monsters of Dune and Maple Street. Um, at the end of the episode, of course, Rod Serling tells us about the next one. And he tells us about an actor and what's real and what's a dream world. Um, it's called A World of Difference. And fun enough, I actually read the description of this before 
we came on just because i was sitting twiddling my thumbs and i actually remember this one relatively well um in fact oh yeah um a businessman sitting in his office inexplicably finds that he is on a production set in a world where he is a movie star uninterested in newfound (laughs) fame he fights to get back to his home and family I don't remember this one, but it does sound an awful lot like an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation with Riker. Oh, excuse me. They hit television show Star Trek <laughs> The Next Generation. Wait, is there an episode where Riker becomes Jonathan Frakes, but he still thinks he's Riker? Is that what you're telling me? Um, it's not quite that meta. Okay. No. Okay. I want to say it's like season three or four. Okay. Can't remember the title of it though, but he's like doing a play, and then all of a sudden the play is real, and he can't tell like who he is anymore. Oh god, that sounds like a terrible episode. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> sounds like a terrible episode. God, so much breaks. So next, <laughs> next time. Ten out of ten. <laughs> Calm down, Tara. Um, next time, more of the difference. But that has been that has. Would you calm down? You're making a... I'm done giving myself the vapors again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is happening on this episode tonight? Jeez. All right. That that has been uh, The Monsters of Dune and Maple Street. You can let us know, of course, what you think of the episode in the comments below. You can like and subscribe. That helps us out a lot, as does rating the podcast, the audio, the audio podcast on your, your podcast app, Apple Podcasts or whatever. Uh, five stars, good review, all, all that stuff. Uh, you can support us in other ways, though. Tara, would you care to elaborate? Uh, yeah, you could check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. You could donate as low as a dollar per month, and that dollar gets you these episodes of Twilight Zone early, one week early. And you get bonus episodes for other things we do, uh, like the Ace <laughs> our science fiction movie podcast, which is Atomic Cinema Experiment. It's really fun. Check it out. There you go. But that wasn't so bad. Nope. I don't think I was mean, mean at all. I think I think that was I was a softball. That's what that was. We'll see. We still have one more of these to record tonight, so <laughs> <laughs> it's a much longer one as well. Um, yeah. So that that has been the show. Uh, you can also um, get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fuzz. I think I said that already, actually. Clearly, clearly uh, tonight is going swimmingly. Uh, but that is that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys, in the Twilight Zone. <laughs>